Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 254, recorded on May 7th, 2020. I am your host, Florence Ion. I'm joined here by my co-host, Andy Anatko. Hi, Andy. Hello, Flo. That, that was a really nice little, like, Oprah lilt you put in there. Was it? Material Podcast. <laughs> Nobody gets anything for free, though. Sorry. We, uh, <laughs> we don't, you know... <laughs> Uh, I have to say this quarantine is getting to me. (laughs) I know. So the Westworld finale was this last Sunday. Um, and I'm not going to talk about Westworld because that's just a podcast on its own. And if you want to talk about it, you can come join my discord. We can talk about it there. But somebody pointed out that it's, uh, it's the eighth episode in this new season and the season debuted on the first week that we were heading into quarantine. So it's been a little over eight weeks since we have headed into, um, what was started as a voluntary shelter in place and is now a dear God, please stay home because we need to like do this for each other as community. Completely understandable, but I'm approaching my birthday this weekend. Um, and it's just like, normally I'd be planning a big to do or at least something with like 30 of my closest friends. <laughs> I say that as I'm like, I have a nice set of friends. Okay. So, and this is the one time of the year that I can bring them all from the different cliques. You know what I mean? Yes. Not that we're, cl- not that we're a clicky bunch, but communities. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your network. You bring your whole network into, you know, one group and then everybody, but everybody's still in their own little groups. Anyway, I was, you know, hoping to do something this year. It's not happening. I mean, not outside of a video conferencing situation. Um, And so if anybody's curious, I'm doing a virtual luau with my friends, (laughs) with, um, with our best couple friends. Um, you know, the when you're a couple anyway. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this is, this, this like... <laughs> isn't one of those things where there's going to be like a uh, that that virtual sad table where you stuck all the people who didn't bring dates, and they no. have to make small talk. Because I I, I I don't think you're going to do that because you're way too classy to do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> I just <laughs> I just you know like okay. Listen, I live in the burbs, okay? I'm very much into that burb life. And I was just telling Andy about my burb life before we started recording. And, you know, um, part of that burb life is, you know, you have those friends that, you know, you hang out with as a couple kind of thing, right? So anyway, they're our best friends, um, both individually and together. So I am over explaining this now and... I kind of want Jim to cut this out, please, because I'm no, no. It's, it, that's fine. Although <laughs> completely I, in my brain right now. Now, as a as a millennial, flow, um, you're not as tuned in to the youth culture as I am. So I'm going to explain something to Generation Z, if you will. Now, when Florence said uh, living the burb life, she was using a somewhat antiquated term, uh, shortening the form suburb, not your modern term to short a endearment of the word bird. Duh. Although, as I understand it, there is a certain burb component in your new lifestyle, is there not? <laughs> um. Anyway, these pretty <laughs> flowers over here is from my friend. There you go. That was nice. 
So she sent me pretty purple flowers just to kind of, you know, lighten up the fact that I am going, I'm going stir crazy here in quarantine. (laughs) And it's not that I don't like who I'm with. I mean, I'm with my husband and my baby and they're perfectly fine. Um, It's just the actual act of being stuck at home and not being able to like, like I was supposed to. I had a wishful hair appointment this weekend. I was going to go get my hair done on my birthday. Like that was the wish that I made a month ago. And obviously California did not lift its shelter in place. So it's not happening. My stylist canceled our appointment. I got the text message about it and I was sad. I was just thinking like, God, I really can't do anything like I'd normally do. And that is starting to make me stir crazy. Just not being able to go do the things I like to do on my own, like get my hair done or, you know, even just go to CVS and pick up my prescription. Like I just, you know, I want to be able to walk into CVS, go down the dollar aisle and see what I could idly spend my money on to bring home and put in my big box of like decorations. And now for this weekend, since we're doing an online luau with our friends, they're going to be cooking, um, pork on their end and we're doing uh pulled pork over here plus like hawaiian themed drinks you know pina coladas and things of the sort we couldn't find pog which is uh which is pineapple orange guava for the uninitiated um and also for the generation xers out there that is the origin of the collectible pogs do you still have a band-aid box with your pogs and your slammer I know I do. Actually, I don't because I was a little bit too old for Pogs. And I was too young because I didn't have any money to actually, you know, your money was your parents' (laughs) money and they didn't want to buy me that. Um, But I did found Pob, which is pineapple, orange, (laughs) banana. (laughs) So just to kind of like, here's what's happened in quarantine. I couldn't find Pog, but I could find Pob. And so... Sacrifices must be made. Yeah, we couldn't find like the, the cheap rum. So we bought like... The nice rum. So now we have like nice rum sitting in the bar area. Um, And so I'm going to like use that box of decorations to basically like make a backdrop for the video so that we can all like hang out together while we're cooking. And I'm like, I'm um, making a, I'm using Adobe Spark, which is like, if you have Creative (laughs) Cloud, you get the full, um, full access to this, like basically online version of InDesign. But it's so you can make like social media and stuff. But I'm using it to make like luau themed Mad Libs that we could do over the video. <laughs> like I'm trying to come up with these party games that you can do over video. And so this is what I'm trying to do to like live in the fact that I'm not going to be in person with my friends. Um, I also ordered a flower crown. Oh. To be delivered by um my local plant shop. So I'm looking forward to that. I emailed, <laughs> I emailed the owner and I said. Hey, it's my birthday and my first Mother's Day, and like I'm stuck at home and I need something to like, you know, make me happy. Can you like, <laughs> can I order a flower crown? <laughs> so that's what I'm getting. <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Well, it's, it's, you, you got you got to make your own fun <laughs> sometimes. I it's, mean, I mean, there's there's you. It's now I I'm pretty much okay because I. Early on, I decided that there is no way that things are going to reopen or that I'll be able to, like, uh, travel even, like, to, to Boston, which is nearby. And I, I basically wrote off 
April, May, and June and told myself that early July is a maybe. Mm. So, so if it's, but, but if it's still, uh, these, this kind of really tight lockdown, check back with me then. But I've, I've, uh, I did, I did do one, engage in one piece of optimism that it, it, I, I think is helpful. I did, uh, I bought my annual, uh, full price ticket to the Met, to the Metro, oh. Metropolitan Opera. Every, every year I budget like one special trip where it's not I'm not I, it's not that hey I happen to be there on business for a meeting anyway and mm-hmm. I happen to get cheap tickets for on day of performance for whatever was whatever was on stage that that day or that week this is the I go through the the the, the program which they even if you're a deadbeat like myself they still send you like the full like glossy on heavy heavy paper stock full color like they uh, better for guide. how much money you're giving them. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, believe me, it's <laughs> at the for the for the amount of money I usually pay to to attend an opera. It's mostly because look, we we paid two really really expensive international stars to sing up there, and they are very testy. And if they see an empty seat in their eye line, they are going to freak, <laughs> and I mean all the way out. So. I don't care if we have to pull some random nerd and offer him like a $300 seat for $25 because he hit our website. We got to get a butt in that seat right now because (laughs) she throw things. All right. She throws things and often at people. And it's been me three times. Sell him the ticket. Uh, yeah, so uh, so but but every year it's like okay, I'll budget where I don't I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. I'm buying the Amtrak ticket. If I have to stay in a hotel instead of staying with friends, I will I will pay for the hotel. I will buy not a really not the top end ticket, but a good like mid range ticket. Uh, and so there are two shows that I picked out that I really wanted to see. I chose out of optimism to buy a ticket to a performance in October. And I feel like that's far enough from. That's it's it, it, it will seems see, but, really far right now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's coming. It's going to come up soon, though. It's see, my, my thinking is this. Either two things are going to happen. Either it's going to go on or it's going to get canceled. Or now mm. if it goes on. Number one, uh, it, uh, theaters in New York will not have been open very long. True. And so everybody is really going to be hot, bothered and flustered to see anything involving us a live performance and so it will not be possible to get as if 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 uh, if the lincoln center had a parking lot you could not get a seat in the parking lot i think for the first couple of months performances mm. in addition to the fact that it's a show that i really really wanted to see now mm-hmm. or it will be canceled and to be fair there was like a, a two weeks after i bought my ticket which was like the the day that it, the ticket sales opened for riffraff like me they, they, if you're not buying like a season subscription saying, no, thank you for clo- enclosing that really nice letter with the program, but I don't think I have $6,000 to spend on a season. Mm-hmm. Love it. I would love mm-hmm. to do it, but, um, so bought it the first day. Uh, so, but if it's, uh, so, uh, a couple weeks after I bought my ticket, the director of the Metropolitan Opera did an interview with New York Times in which talking about, you know, the status of the company and like the financial trouble they're going through and having to let people go. And he's and that's when you know, the first time I heard him say that he doesn't think it's likely, but he's holding out hope that they'll be open for business by the fall. Like, OK, but see, even if it's canceled, I have had it's it's just such a positive thing to have this like little gold star 
on like October 12th or whatever it is, six months in advance that says six months from now, for now, I will definitely be in New York City, which means and I will be attending this opera that I wanted to see with this star that I've been wanting to see for a couple of years now. I, because I'm in New York City, I will probably be hanging with my best friend who I gosh, I haven't seen him since February, if you can believe it. I will be. I will be able to. I will be able to get donuts at uh, uh, at, uh, at the donut place that I really like on Twenty Third Street. I can all this stuff, and hopefully, it will not be canceled until August or September, so I can enjoy this good feeling as long as I can. <laughs> but that's but that's the that's the sort of stuff that I, that I think gets me through. It's like I've got this. I've got something on my calendar. It's on the books. I have no reason to be pessimistic and not buy the ticket. Also, also to be to be honest. Uh, I feel as though the Metropolitan Opera, despite their financial difficulties incurred by the pandemic, I believe that they're going to be good for a full credit or refund if they have to cancel. That's I'm, yeah. I'm not quite so sanguine on uh, other local arts organizations where I really, really do want to buy a ticket to this thing that you still have scheduled, but. I really can't. You realize that this is not. This is eighty five dollars, and I can't afford to turn that into a donation. I yeah. really have to have, and I don't. I, I, I actually more, more to more like it. I, I feel that way about one of the my favorite coffee shop in the neighborhood. That they're closed. They're not doing takeout. They're closed. C L O S E D. They hope to reopen, but you could see the sort of like fear and sadness in the little piece of paper that's in the window. That hope I, I hope that it was written like early in the stages and not like reopened. It. They didn't like edit it now to reflect. Okay, well we have optimism now. We see the neighborhood is actually starting to come back, and now we have a plan. So I, and I, there is a fund that you can hey please buy like a gift certificates or donate to uh, this uh, do this donate to this fund. And I did kick some money in for the servers. I felt as though however much I mean you know it's it's a coffee shop so. I buy my I buy my 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 scone and my diet coke, and I'm I'm I don't know what to do when I walk up to a counter, place my order, and they hand it to you, like if it's really important that I tip or not. I still don't know how to navigate that. I I feel as though I I don't normally tip, but when I tip, I overcompensate for the times I do not. So basically, my feeling was if I if I donate fifty dollars, that will make up for any times that I should have tipped but did not. Uh huh. But and I would instinctively I know that well look it's not it's not as though you're not going to wind up spending two hundred dollars at this place over right like, after the first several months after the open but again I can't uh, I can't donate two hundred dollars up front yeah well no, uh, no it's it's more like I, I've got the two hundred dollars uh, uh, but. I really need to get two hundred dollars worth of like scones and coffee over <laughs> over the next like six months right. after they open. If they do fold their tents, I will not be disappointed that at least I defrayed some of their problems by two hundred dollars. But I will be looking around and thinking, let's add up all the little things of the past month that we could have really used, but we decided that you know what, let's just be a little bit frugal just in case we can put off this exp- this expense for several months. Um, that that said, I did finally crack and uh, uh, the uh, the you stop the timer at three years and like two or three months because that's how long it took me to decide to finally buy actual window hardware for to put up <laughs> real curtains in the windows. 
I've got five, I've got five like street facing like windows, and they all have like curtains in them, but they're in that sort of like uh, springy like tension rods that mm-hmm. you sort of wedge in the very very top instead of like an actual. Well, here is the inner here's the inner curtain, mm-hmm. and here's the outer one because every time there's there there needs to be a decorator store for I'm I'm, I'm not going to be stereotypical and say for for men. I'm saying for people who I just want to have curtains up in the windows. I really don't have an I I don't you don't need to show me like 80 different kinds of rods and styles and finishes. I'm actually looking for something in a dowel sort of thing that's a stick that can span 30 or 40 inches and hold up blackout curtains that's and an interior curtains. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so every time every time I kind of made the I went up on that expedition it's like just show me the simple bracket that comes with the screws and the dowel, and so finally I did. So although I'm 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 bemoaning bemoaning poverty, I did spend like a hundred dollars on like spontaneously at four a.m. on window hardware, just <laughs> just so that just so that I would finally have this damn thing. See, I'll I, I'm I'm going off on a ramp. I'll 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 button it up with this. I've realized that you you got to find the. Uh, if there is a if there is a silver lining in anything, you got to not only find it, but you got to buff that that bastard to a high gloss. And one of the things I've decided to uh, to grasp upon is that I've it's uh, I have given I have been given like two or three months off from any expectation that my friends have that they're going to be invited to my house at any time. Mm-hmm. So I've got like a two or three month head start. To every time that I had someone over, but I thought, ah, remember, Randy, you really wanted to like have that that nice set of prints up framed and up on the wall, but ooh, and you remember, ah, oh, that's again, you've got this blackout curtain that you just threw up there because you needed to black out the light there for your podcast, and yeah, you really okay, that's fine, and. So I feel as though this is my opportunity to, oh, this, well, of course, it was a rush for the first two months I was living here to get all this done and get all this painting done and all these built-in shelves designed and, and assembled. So that's, I, I basically can fake three years worth of competent housemanship. Uh, See, we're all just, uh, we're going, I will say that mail has, <laughs> I just want to thank our postal service workers and delivery folks who've been coming by seriously like bless you um seriously bless you for keep giving us little nuggets of happiness that come in the mail you know whether it's a etsy order i made months ago or you know kickstarter finally shipping its way over like these little nuggets are just kind of like oh this is exciting kind of thing <laughs> um andy did you ever get your watch situation figured out from last week yes your smart watch uh, the last last we left it uh, remember that i had ordered uh, uh, fossil had their generation four was- uh, android wear watches mm-hmm. like on clearance for like more than half off uh i bought it as soon as i saw the listing in which the only one they had left was one whose style I didn't really like. And then mm-hmm. two days later, they somehow found like the nice ones that I really wanted. And so the the, the first one I ordered came last week. And so I basically came in, immediately slapped a return sticker on it and dropped it off at UPS. And now the one that I wanted, the black, uh, black uh, uh, steel uh, case with the like black like band on it 
has come in. Uh, it, it came in yesterday. I set it up last night, and I don't hate it yet. And it's not—it's not as though I ever had. Well, okay, I, it's not as though I ever had a problem like hating Android Wear. It's just disappointment that it's not. Well, what, what am I? What am I? What am I pussyfooting around? It's, they're, they're not two children. I'm—I'm I'm saying that I wish that I wish that the Apple Watch were available for Android. There's only one thing that not I just said. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all. The the only thing that I envy uh, that uh, that uh, I uh, that an Apple Watch user could possibly envy about Android Wear is one. The round watch face, which I think I, the square watch face is not a problem, but the, the round watch face is something special. And the ability to add cus- totally custom faces. It's adorable how – if I wish – I hope Apple's paying attention. There are people who are essentially jailbreaking their Apple watches so they can sideload a third-party unapproved app that creates uh, – th- that creates like custom watch faces. Brave. That's how much people want this, but no, they're not doing it. But – so it's 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 good so far. Um, I had to uh, uh, fix a lot of default settings. I guess I think that Fossil is very aware that their battery on this device is not superhuman because <laughs> the the default setting was uh, for brightness was barely visible. <laughs> It was like I was having so – I felt like, my, am I really oh, that old that I can't read this right. it's indoors? And no, that I, oh, maybe it's the – oh, yeah, the brightness is set at like essentially the, af, the afterglow of a firefly that was – flew past you a minute ago on his or her way to die. That's the brightness that was – and so I, I, I cranked that up. It's all set up for Google Pay now. It has – I'm doing the thing that I did the last time I set up a new Android Wear watch, which is just accepting that I'm going to be annoyed the hell out of by notifications <laughs> until for the first three days, be, uh, until I have done the process of every time a notification comes up that bothers me, I simply tell, please don't do that again. But it's okay. The, actually, the only please don't do that again. <laughs> exactly. It's I'm I'm patient. It's a it's a new hire. Um, I will say that the. Uh, the battery seems to be working okay. I'm at, I've, I've had it on and charged since ugh, uh, for about five, so I, okay. Wake woke up late, so like four or five hours. So it's been uh, it's, it was off the charger four hours ago, and I've only used about uh, about twenty percent battery, a little less than that. So indications are that I will be able to get through a full day with that. So that's fine. Uh, so, the, so the the only disappointment so far, and once again, we're one day in. I'm sure the technology always finds a way to disappoint me eventually. S- saying that, perhaps it's a good idea that I'm not having children. Uh, the <laughs> the only dis- the only real disappointment was that I was trying to find. There's a watch face called Hey Kitty Kitty that I had on my Moto 360 that I really oh. really enjoyed because it was just a kitty cat, a little animated kitty cat, uh-huh. and I. I just I was just looking forward to having the little kitty cat back on my wrist, but it's an it's an old watch face. It doesn't do the complications. It doesn't have like the customability where you put in the battery life or things like that. But I would like to have it as an option. You know, sometimes know. you just want to you need to know the time, but you'd also like to see an adorable little kitty. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can try and find you one. I think uh, I think my pal, she's still. Uh updating her like going to the play store right now to make sure she's still updating her watch face because she had a cute she had a cute little one um 
but I'm going to, I'm going to try and find you some, the thing is I haven't been in the play store at all to look at anything for Wear OS. So, yeah, yeah. because I've been on the Tizen life. So I don't know. We'll, we'll find something for you though, Andy, yeah. because we need to bring some cuteness to your life, especially, especially in the midst of this very, very ugly, disgusting quarantine. <laughs> Not cute at all. Yeah. Not cute. I got, see, I, I, I also got a problem in, in my state. They've been doing very they've been doing very, very well with like maintaining like rules and quarantines and making sure that we're getting testing rolled up. They did right. decide in a in a very non uh creepy and non-stupid way to say, okay, we're going to experiment with letting some stores open starting this weekend right. and see how that goes. Not and wasn't no one had to show up at the state house with guns to talk about how American they are. They just said, okay. We've been doing very, very well. The numbers are doing very good. We feel as though we can try this, although, please, although don't, uh, if you're a store that that sells bananas, don't buy green bananas because maybe people will be idiots and we won't be able to do this. So, but uh, living in a very touristy sort of like seaside town, um, I'm happy for all the local businesses that might be able to finally start making money again. There is no way in hell I'm stepping outside this weekend with all those damn out of towners coming in with their filthy germs. <laughs> so I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, yep. uh, I uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but one of my windows has not really a balcony. It's sort of like a half, it's like a decorative half stone balcony, hundred years mm-hmm. old above the main entrance to the building. And so I kind of want to dress in a robe and an old timey sort of like 1600s. <laughs> Uh, clerical hat with a bell and just pointing at ring bell. Unclean, g-ding, g-ding, g-ding. unclean, g-ding, 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 g-ding. I think you should do that. Actually, where is um, where is thou, math? Thy mask, heathen. I cast you back to the parking lot. Yeah, I'm just asking people. Please don't spit on anything in my neighborhood that I might have to hold on to while I'm making my way to pick up my pizza tomorrow night. Yeah, That's I was going to say you're going to have to. Oh, how nice of you to get a pizza in honor of my birthday. See, Andy's such a great friend. I'm getting I I actually while you while you were saying that earlier, I decided it's going to be a Hawaiian pizza. All right. Andy is coming into the luau with his there own Hawaiian Hawaiian themed food. We should, we should we should go to commercial, I know, but that's so that's that's another thing that I I have decided is is helpful for me getting through this is that I not I, I used to only have like one or two definitive one or two days of the week that had definitive things that always happen like tuesday i always do mac break weekly wednesday morning i always have breakfast with some friends i've added more 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 steaks into the ground and one of them is friday night i get to order a pizza i don't yes (laughs) it's like i don't i don't care if i do if i did just do food shopping yesterday and i have plenty of food in the fridge i get to order a, a large pizza with toppings mind you and so hashtag quarantine Whereas I'm just thinking about when I can get on a plane and go back to Hawaii. (sighs) (laughs) Well, on that note, let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we will talk so much about the world of Google. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, support, and scale you need to take your project to the next level. They have 11 data centers worldwide, including their newest data center in Sydney, Australia. And with their enterprise-grade hardware, 
S3 compatible storage option, and their next generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. Get started on Linode today with a $20 credit for listeners of this show, and you'll get access to a revamped cloud manager built on an open source single page app, root access to your server along with API version 4 and Python command line interface. GPU compute plans suitable for artificial intelligence, machine learning, and video processing, block storage and object storage that can scale to your storage requirements, and more. Go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2020 when creating a new Linode account, and you'll get a $20 credit towards your next project. Oh, and Linode are hiring right now. So if that's something that interests you, go to linode.com slash careers to find out more. Once again, that's linode.com slash material and the promo code material2020 for that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of Material Podcast and all of Relay FM. So we're not having Google I.O. this year. Google I.O. normally... Uh, happens right after my birthday. <laughs> can I just say that you you are going to be such a great mom because I instantly felt we are not having Google I/O this this year, and the next thing out of your mouth is going to be, and kids, I think you know the reason why. <laughs> um, it's you know, instinct. it's funny you can't you can't teach th- that in a book. <laughs> it's just I'm already talking like that to my three month old who like does not understand anything I am saying, except that when I'm sternly telling her to take her fingers out of her mouth because you can't have your fingers in your mouth and the bottle doesn't work. You have to choose one or the other. Anyway, hashtag mom life. Um, so we're not having Google I.O. this year, sort of. We might be having a virtual event. I don't know that it'll make up for not having the physical in-person in the sunny uh, days of Mountain View (laughs) event that we usually have. You know, I'm bummed because normally this time of year I'd be packing for Gulao. I'd be choosing my outfits. I'd be figuring out what makeup I'm wearing. I would go get my hair done. Okay, this is all ritualistic for me. It has been for the last six years. It's like the thing. This is why I look forward to spring. It's my birthday. It's Google I.O. Because, you know, because that's. Ah, yeah, I'm just. This is oh, where you're supposed happening. to be, and this is what you're supposed to be doing. I know. And I just, I, yeah, all those sounds I just made are just me being really bummed that this is not happening this year. <laughs> like I'm trying to, I'm trying to remain object, uh, yes, objective and journalistic about it. And well, I guess it's just another event that won't be covered this year. But really, I'm super bummed, extremely bummed. Would it cheer you up if I made a really, really lame joke? Yes. Okay. Instead of Google I.O. this year, it's going to be Google IP, as in internet protocol, as in streaming. Only when I said that, I realized that you, I could say it could be on the on, on audio heard as Google, I will urinate. And that's I'm regretting that. I mean, how many times was I asked to spell I cup as an elementary school kid? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this family friendly podcast where we make. <laughs> Literal bathroom jokes. Okay, but back to more serious business. Um, 
there is going to be a Android 11 beta launch show to kind of help satiate those of us who are not going to be getting this in-person situation. Now, I find this a very interesting term of events considering Apple decided to continue on with WWDC, another very big developer event for those of you on the other side of the pond, the developer pond. Um, so this is going to be called the beta launch show. Spirit hands uh, or jazz hands, whatever you want to call them. And it will stream live at 11 a.m. Eastern on June 3rd. That's 8 a.m. Pacific for those of us who like to sleep in on the West Coast. Just party all night. Woo! <laughs> Just stay up all night. Uh, and then log on, roll, roll in from bed because you don't have to like get up and put on clothes, really. Uh, and just watch this Android 11 beta launch. Now, normally these betas would be launched or this number beta, which I believe this is beta four, would normally be launched at Google I.O. so that everybody can kind of go hands on and, hey, I'm going to go hang out with my developer friends. I'm going to have a cocktail and we're going to talk about the beta. Like that's what would normally happen. Those of us on the Android journalism side of things, we would all be like, Hey, what'd you think about the keynote today? Also, did you install the beta yet? Kind of thing. So, do you still have that expense account? Because that will because that will affect where we decide to drink. Conversations of that nature. It will be eight a.m. in the morning. <laughs> but we are journalists, so true. We are, true. We have a certain standard to uphold. True. Yes, certain standard. Um, I'll have another glass of wine, please. It's usually. You, That's yep. <laughs> you're expected to put it in one of those eco-friendly uh, metal water bottles. It's true. <laughs> Actually, they would give us the eco-friendly plastic ones at Google I.O. You know what I'm talking about? The biodegradable ones well, that the, they have now? <laughs> the, the, the problem with that is that you do have to – if you're going to go with brown alcohol, you're going to have to like cloud it up a little bit so it looks like iced tea. Mm-hmm, exactly. You're talking to a veteran journalist here. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm interrupting the news. I'm interrupting the news. It's all right. So there was a teaser trailer that came out. Um, You can find it at – can you find it at developer.android.com slash android11? Let's see. I'm going to click on the link. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think I think they put – they gave you – they gave out an adorable like shortened URL. It's okay. You can add this to your calendar, which I'm going to do right now. Add it to your Google Calendar so that when it does happen. So for those in, developers that happen to be in Hawaii, this will be like five in the morning when this starts. Um, I don't know if you want to drink. I guess you can have a Mai Tai at that time since we're talking about – I really have Hawaii on the brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, it really is just I want to be in Hawaii so badly right now. I don't know where this came up. It's all this quarantine. This is what it's doing to my brain. <laughs> um, okay. So there is a lovely video out uh, with George Takei. And um, it's kind of – it's a really quirky video. I was remarking to Andy that it just – it seems a lot more fun than the normal like Google videos that would come out. So, which Andy, you said, you know, clearly <laughs> this time at home is given, given the folks a lot of time to kind of like piece this thing together. Um, but George Takei does the voiceover for the teaser video. Um, it, it's got all of his, you know, Oh my, yes. like kind of catchphrases in there. And I just, it kind of does hype you up for the event, which I appreciate because Again, the theme, I guess, for this show, for the material podcast, uh, is, you know, the things to look forward to in quarantine. And I think this is like 
this is definitely something I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my Android shirt that day and put on a clean pair of leggings. Can I? Can, I, will, <laughs> I will say as I've said before that George Takei is like bacon. He improves any. You just add it to anything and you make that thing better. And yes. And then this years is true ago, for vegans too, by the way, because I happen to like veggie bacon. Oh, very good, I very good. It. Your yes. your your whatever your version of bacon is, just a, mm-hmm. just like a, an, an age ago, people said, oh well, how about I don't know, like vanilla ice cream. Then confidently said, "Okay, try it." Said, and I'll be damned. Vanilla ice cream with strips of bacon mixed in is actually very, very delicious. So no the, shade to anybody who likes vanilla ice cream, but you know, it... <laughs> <laughs> any dairy product, let's say. <laughs> but yeah, it's I. Although I, I will say that I hope that uh, I hope that George Takei is okay because I didn't. Uh, you, I, I, I noticed the Takei connection immediately because there are a couple of like video. It's a, a montage of like social media clips, which yeah, when, we're, when Flo and I were talking, made me think that this wasn't like done inside a conference room with like eighteen people getting their sign off, and this was like three people in a in a play in their homes in places where they felt safe and secure and happy and they all have mid-century modern offices <laughs> yeah because <laughs> they're like we know you're stuck at home and then there's three photos uh, you know in succession of at-home offices and they're all like <laughs> super hip like cb2 <laughs> <laughs> style going on there west mm. elm and i'm like oh those are very nice offices <laughs> oh God, I've I've already used my my digression card, so I'm not going to use it here. <laughs> Sorry, but, no, no, I'm say I'm tempted to because there's there is such there is such uh, there is such a new sort of category of myth building around. I have to make sure that the background of whatever I'm 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 chatting with like my friends and my workmate people uh, reflects me as a confident, interesting, dynamic individual. Don't look at my preview window. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at my preview window, Andy. You're calling me out. No, no, You're calling I, I, me out. I see a Sailor Moon poster. You, <laughs> if I did not know you, I would say this is going to be a very, very good person to know. Okay, well, but this thank is, this, you. This is also why I have I have like a, a paper screen behind me as opposed to letting you see. I, uh, I'm sorry. What I, what I was gonna all I was gonna say is that I didn't get I didn't uh, I saw the the take the, the Takei connection because he's in like a couple of clips dancing, like again like social media style clips dancing, and I I didn't re- I didn't recognize that he was doing the voiceover for the entire thing until like I heard it like the second or third really? time. I realized it like the minute it got on. I was like, oh. Okay, well, you know what? If people are stuck at home and you want them to come to this yeah. online oh, situation versus being in person with their friends that they see once a year, that they fly out from wherever they live to come stay in Mountain View, which is is a nice suburb, but it's not exactly, you yeah, know, exactly. the Swiss Alps here. It's I love I love Boston. I think Boston is wonderful. I think everybody who has an opportunity to spend some time visiting Boston is a very lucky person. I'm saying, though, that if people are going to fly 3,000 miles to get to this coast, they're probably going to say, what about New York? Yeah. Well, <laughs> OK. I mean, if you want more restaurants and more entertainment and more iconic uh, museums and I mean yeah so that's yeah that's that is a bit of a hard <laughs> sell but it was it was just yeah. that, like if uh, well I'm used to George Takei speaking like this where right. he puts everything he's he's a formally trained actor and he loves being an actor and he whereas this one was uh, it seemed like the sort of voice he normally uses 
like when he's tr- uh, when someone gets his uh, his take tech conference wrong, voice. <laughs> it's a tech well, conference say, voice. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, is this fish uh, buttered? No, I I wanted the steamed haddock. Oh, that's no, that, a, that's, that's a not a problem. Good, but, uh, can you get impression. me a, a replacement order? Yes. So, it, so um, <laughs> that's why he flew he flew over my radar the first time I, I heard it. So I don't know that he's going to actually be a part of this. So the um, let's hope the Android 11 beta show will be a Q&A featuring Android Vice President Dave Burke and Senior Director of Product Management Stephanie Cuthbertson. Now, I would like to humble brag that I have interviewed the both of them several times over in for Google I.O. So I'm a little bummed <laughs> that, I don't know, this might be a little too, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, Andy. Go, I'm go. going into it. Why didn't they just call me and Jason Howell to do it again? They didn't have to do their own yep. show. <laughs> they could have just <laughs> Hey Jason. Hey Flo. Remember the last couple of years where we've, you know, you interviewed us and we sat down and chatted? You guys want to do it again this year? <laughs> well, <laughs> <But> no, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not uh, happening. So. I we as a show, we are on record as say, offering Sundar Pichai access to uh, our audience and our podcast to do his Google I.O. keynote. We have not even had an RSVP no. RSVP mm-hmm. regrets. It's true. Has he's, even busy. RSVP? he's busy. It's a busy, busy time. Oh, God, now? Yeah. Um, so you can actually participate in this Q&A. So the developer page invites people to post their questions via Twitter using the hashtag, hashtag AskAndroid. So what will you ask Stephanie and Dave. Um, The beta will come, I mean, it's going to be a month later than it usually comes because, yes, usually Google I.O. happens in May and that's when this particular beta comes out. Um, But that's when the beta, the beta, beta, that's when the beta will be uh, released for those of us waiting at home. Um, Some of the known features for Android level to kind of like look forward to more powerful filters against robocalls and spam. I know that's kind of a big push that's happening right now um, with the AI that has been kind of uh, on our end for screen calling and that sort of thing. Um, granting restricted one-time only permissions when apps request access, as well as automatically revoking permissions when an app hasn't been used for a while. Native screen recording, which has been, oh my God, a long time coming. <laughs> and so many third-party OEMs offer native screen recording on their versions of Android and also an option to make sure face unlock can't be used to unlock your phone if you're asleep or otherwise have your eyes closed. I wonder though, if there will be a minor update added to accommodate those of us wearing face masks, because from what I'm reading and I'm sorry to bring this back to the quarantine, but you know what? We're living it. So it's happening. (laughs) Uh, from what I'm reading, this is going to be a new normal for us after this because of just the way I mean, we think about societies overseas. They have been wearing masks for the benefit of others for quite a while now. Like, it's become a known accessory. So I imagine that this would become a known accessory in our world after this. Um, Pandemic is sort of kind of buttoned in. Um, So I would like to see face unlock. If there's some way that you could bridge that gap. To have, you know, the AI, like, recognize, like, oh, that's you wearing a face mask. That's what you look like when you have a thing over, you know, the bottom half. But I don't know. Back back in April, uh, February, I think, there was some Chinese security company that had a big press release promising 
not necessarily not necessarily the world, but I think their own government that they are they have developed technology that can identify a face even if half of it is obscured by a mask. Mm. So don't worry, surveillance will continue as as promised. <laughs> um, but yes. yeah, and Apple did a at least did a tweak to um, to iOS. I, don't, I think it's in a beta. It's in a, definitely in a beta. I don't know if it's been released yet. But so that if uh, when you do face unlock. There is now, as part of the user interface, there is like an over, there is like an anticipatory. Yeah, we know you're wearing a mask. Here is a button to press to 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 type in your pin instead. You don't have to like do all kinds of other things. I, no, I think it's automatically if you swipe up, mm-hmm. uh, it will simply give you a, a pin unlock. But yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of things that people can change, and I'm I too am glad that uh, uh, that uh, wearing face masks in public is. Uh, now not uh, abnormal for a couple of reasons that there, there have been times where I have been sick and a, I did want to, like, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to spread mm-hmm. things to other people, but also it's such an easy way to communicate. Hi, I'm sick. I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to want to shake your hand. Cause I, I have, I have done like a, a Macworld expo and other like trade shows when I know that I've just, uh, I know that I've picked up a cold or I'm just, I, I, I'm coming off a cold and so hard to like retreat those two steps back when someone like offers their hands. Da, da, da. I'm sorry. I'm just coming off a cold. I don't want to, but, but, but also, uh, you not, you would have, you would have looked like a freak, uh, this time last year, walking with students in America, wearing a face mask or, or a, or as a suspect. And until, oh God, until right? face, until facial recognition uh, has laws protecting us against how it can be used, I can. I feel happy that I can wear a face mask and not have to say hi. It's because I'm really creeped out that uh, I'm if, if, if I'm at this uh, if I'm at this public event with thousands of people uh, in the park and someone at some agency thinks that uh, we need to like make sure we get we get a record of every face that was there. I have the option of not letting you do that. Hmm. Um, Andy, do you think they're going to give us any sort of state of the world? (laughs) Well, they're not going to give us a state of the world because we know what the state of the world is, but a state of the Android union, so to speak. Um, Because I I know that usually Sundar Pichai does that at the keynote for Google I.O., but Dave and Stephanie are the two, I mean, head honchos of this division. So I imagine they would have just as much authority to deliver yeah. this and they kind of do it usually it is, at yeah, it's the keynote it's such a both a uh, apple and google particularly their their developer conference is such a good opportunity for them to um, sort of bang the drum for what their what their not only what their future plans are but what their future philosophies are um this they often show off things that they're thinking of making Google Glass, that Titanic runaway hit, uh, debuted as a demo mm. at, at Google I.O. Uh, that, that wonderful uh, Google Photos feature that automatically removes chain link fences between you and your, <laughs> your, your daughter playing softball that we all know and love uh, is uh, it, it debuted at Google I.O. a few years ago. But, but, but it's, it's nice to uh, – this is all – I know this is all like really – tightly scripted and tightly thought out and there's nothing mm-hmm. spontaneous about it but nonetheless it's interesting when they want if someone's going to if a ceo is going to spend 10 minutes 
saying, well, this, even if they're saying this is self, of course, this is self-serving and this is to promote a point of view that we hope that you will believe is still interesting to hear. Here is what we, here is the balderdash that we are, that we want you to believe. And maybe it's actually true too. And mm-hmm. it's also, and it's also like a place for them to uh, introduce little things on the schneid. Like um, later on, we're going to be talking about a room, really good rumor about a new Android TV device mm-hmm. by Google. This would have been the perfect place for them to, if it's, if they're not shipping it, to say, well, here's what it looks like. Here's what it is. Here's a part of our strategy. Uh, who, who knows? They might s- uh, see the thing is they didn't talk about they didn't uh, when they announced this uh this this event they didn't say it as a google keynote it was specifically labeled as a android mm-hmm, 11 mm-hmm. keynote or excuse me or excuse me a preview not even a keynote sort of thing so it's it's weird to wonder uh, it, uh, now that we we've, we've spent so many years kind of being able to anticipate things that happen so regularly that now we're open to speculation as to if they have new products, they need to build awareness for how are they going to do that now? And mm-hmm. are they going to have more of events like these? And actually, wouldn't it be nice to have, instead of one, we got 3000 people suffering from heat stroke and dehydration. Mm-hmm. And we've got like an hour long presentation that we've been preparing for four weeks. Maybe we can do these things as a group vice president and a couple of key program engineers in a, in a nicely appointed office running us through this over 20 or 30 minutes who don't ha- who haven't planned out not just every word but and with this new technology pause pause we really feel that we're going to be bringing the future pause to the world pause for applause 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 cross to left of stage and now we'd like to bring up yeah see <laughs> i kind of want to see pe- i, I kind of want to see like a google like major announcement or apple announcement start with like a hand like covering the lens and then like moving away because they're using their phone as a webcam. Say, okay, uh, can you hear me? Dave, can you hear me? Am I on yet? You, you, you tell me if I were, okay. Hi everybody. Yeah. I want to, I want Tim Cook to start a chat that way. No, instead this is going to be, can you guys see me? Is my mic on? Is my mic on? Hello. Hello. Is this working? Can you see me? <laughs> Why are we using zoom? We're Google. <laughs> Um, because of Google Meet. Come on. Okay, so this next little news item is um, I want to say a it, it, these are the days of our Google Lives <laughs> sort of situation here because there's no there's no specific understanding of why this person left Google. It's just a lot of conjecture at this point, but I think it's important to kind of bring up just because we got to know what's going on at Google internally, right? Because we want to we want to follow. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm not talking to you. Stop it. I forgot <laughs> to turn off the microphone. Sorry. <sighs> God, that's so annoying. I really need to remember to do that because it's very annoying. Um, okay, so Google's star quantum computing hire the professor who we reported a couple of weeks ago on delivering the big quantum supremacy milestone has resigned. And we're kind of wondering, why did that happen? Um, So Paul Smith Goodson at Forbes conducted an interesting interview with Professor John Martinez, who had left UC Santa Barbara to join 
Google's Quantum AI Lab in 2014, uh, and he became the company's head of quantum hardware. Side note, it's always very interesting to me how UCSB is like the place where all this tech happens. Again, it's the beach. I'm telling you, it does things to people. Uh, I just want to go to the beach. So you got, Martini's- you, you, you got uh, there, there are only two kinds of people that that produces. Either the people who came there as an excuse to surf and damn it, they surfed for four years. Mm-hmm. Or the people that are so focused and enraptured by studying quantum computing that even being even be able to look out the window at a beach was not enough to deter them from becoming one of the world's <laughs> masters in a very misunderstood developing an esoteric technology and f- f- branch of physics. I mean, it's a beautiful backdrop for that sort of thing. True. Um, so Martini's resigned last month, during which it was revealed that he had been demoted to an advisory role after the quantum supremacy breakthrough. Can you imagine having this like big thing that you just did for your company and <laughs> sorry buddy you're being demoted what <laughs> i mean i would i would feel so i would personally editorially my editorial note or whatever i would personally feel so flattened if that happened to me quite frankly um i would i would feel minus and that perhaps my future lies elsewhere yeah. Um, so he attributes his res- resignation to a fundamental difference in personality between himself and the man who hired him away from academia, Hartmut Nevin, who had founded Google's quantum research operations. Martinez kept referring to his personality type as a definite optimist as opposed to Nevin's indefinite optimist. It means that he thinks and works in terms of one specific goal building a quantum computer that can achieve supremacy instead of in generalized directions. So he wasn't exactly pleased when Nevin allowed another researcher to also work on a Quibit wiring system after Martinez had told the researcher that his way wouldn't work and he should stop wasting resources on it. So he and Nevin were essentially butting heads over stuff like this, and ultimately Google decided things would run more smoothly if Martinez were reassigned to an advisory role. Ouch. <laughs> this reminds me a little bit of I've been what I just finished watching Devs, which was an FX Hulu uh, exclusive kind of thing. It was one of Alex Garland's latest projects. Um, he's known for Ex Machina and. Um, why is the name escaping me? Annihilation. And the the show was about this like super secret AI project that's happening at this super fake but Google-esque co- uh, tech company called Amaya. And um, it kind of reminds me of the dynamics between the developers working on this super secret project because you'd have the developer who is like, but but this works. What's the problem? And then you would have the overseer of the project saying, but that's not what I asked for. Like, I'm looking for this very specific thing to happen. I'm not looking for this in terms of, um, I'm looking for specifics, not overarching kind of solutions. And I think that that's just something that happens often in Silicon Valley, just because that's the nature of the medium. I mean, when you're dealing with technology, you can deal either with very specific you're looking for a very specific case or something very specific to happen or you could have a team that's kind of helping you bridge out this technology to be a little more generalized in its scope so i could see why this would happen i mean this is just again when i said that this is like days of our google lives like this is just a very common occurrence in working in silicon valley kind of having the what it is that people are working on and um, 
I also just think it's it's very brave of Martinez to talk about this <laughs> out loud in the sort of I mean well, I would never I would never have this conversation out loud about my former employers well, um, I, like this on I, the record on the <laughs> There's I, I, there's a plus side and a negative side. On on the plus side, he remains he remains eminently employable as one of the world's leading expert. Continuing That's the leading other thing. experts. Maybe I'm not as confident. In my- right. On the on the minus side, when you're honest, when your employer has the ability to monitor and track and eavesdrop anybody they want at any time yeah. at any resolution. Maybe some thought should go into it, but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting interview, and I that's why I kept coming back to, I guess uh, these uh, these personality types, definite optimist and indefinite optimist. It's not his invention; it was in uh, like a management book. I think Peter Thiel wrote a few years ago, mm-hmm. and he apparent and <laughs> Sorry, apparently <it's> a- <laughs> uh, Martinez is a uh, is a big believer in this thing as a a fundamental difference in personalities. That not it's not like he had a personal problem. Uh, uh, with the with the head of the lab, it was that they are fundamentally di- their their brains are wired up in two different ways, right. which meant that there was there was never going to, peace was never an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. And I, it's a it's a good. Uh, I I I bookmarked this interview because it was a good look into how things function and fail to function at a high level. At these companies that you this again, this guy is a superstar. It's the number yeah. of papers he's published is in the hundreds, and he is he is the person. If in a less enlightened time, we would have said he is the man when it comes to quantum compu- quantum computing hardware. Uh, fortunately, we are not we are better enlightened, so we can say we haven't we have not come up with a good replacement for that yet. So I will simply say he is the person, the person that <laughs> you, would, if you if you're trying to hire Tom Cruise like in your action movie, you know that we're not going to get Tom for your Cruise space movie. Sorry, <laughs> we're not going to get him, but let's ask him anyway. But let's but let, then let's focus on who we can actually get. If it, if it's not a movie, if it's actually quantum computing hardware. Uh, John Martinez is the person that you know you can't get because that would be just too awesome. And this world is a veil of tears and mankind is born to trouble just as surely as the <laughs> sparks fly upward. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's weird that uh, you, you, you would imagine that at a certain high level there is – a certain accommodation that gets made for a mutual good. But as you said, I think you put it exactly right that um, he, Martinez is a university researcher where he really is trying to figure out how do I do this one thing, or here's a goal to set. And here is the thing, the breakthrough that we're trying, here's something that's theoretically either impossible or very, very difficult, but let's here's a way we can actually do it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, uh, (laughs) whereas when, uh, Hart- Hartman Nevin looks at a project. He is the head of a division of Google that is not necessarily uh, not interested in doing anything that doesn't turn into a viable product. But it's there is more to what we do than simply getting this one project done. And if this other person has this other idea on how to handle the hardware, we should uh, we're, uh, we shouldn't turn this into a turf battle. Of our head mm-hmm. of hardware thinks it's. I think it's a good idea. You think that we don't have the resources to pursue two different approaches. I think we do, and I think that we'll cover our bases. So let's tr- do both of them. So yeah, it was. It was a. Um, I will. I will say that it was in Google's current environment. 
I think it was especially important to have an interview like this and have clarity because we have seen a lot of people that are the uh, the go-to person in that field who has contributed to amazing breakthroughs mm-hmm. and milestones at Google suddenly part with Google for reasons that seem suspicious and surprising. And then a year or two later on, we find out that it was on very negative terms that have changed our opinions of certain of, of that person. So it's a very good, it's a, it's a very important thing in this environment that, uh, uh, that someone like Paul Smith Goodson managed to get that interview to say, here's exactly how it went down and here's exactly what I was feeling at the time and why it had to go. So it's part of, uh, it's, it's a sad statement and it's not isolated to Google, although Google is kind of like the, the banner uh, carrier for this, for this thing of, Oh, so this person who was critical to, Google's past successes and seems to be important to their future successes has decided to spend more time with his family and startups. Huh. What are we going to find out about his actions at Google a year from now? So, boy. So there's this up and coming publication. I like to call it. Uh, it's called protocol. It's kind of new. Um, but we have, I mean, we've been tuning in. There's a lot of uh, alumni from our sort of, insular tech journalism world who have been writing there and they've been putting out some pretty compelling pieces about just the world of tech in general. Um, And recently they reported on what Google might be doing with Android TV. And um, I am very happy to see this put together in this week, this week in particular, because I feel like as we've all been again, resigned to our homes and stuck with our Android TV set-top boxes, I'm sure it's really making us think about the way that these things could be just like a tad better than they are. Um, But some might argue that what is on the docket for Android TV maybe isn't, isn't a, uh, a requisite improvement. It's It's more of a it's not okay. exciting. It's yeah. uh, my my I can't speak for anybody else, certainly not you. My reaction was muted at best. Um at worst, I feel as though my sense of Elon had been dampened somewhat. Mm-hmm. So there's an article up at Protocol, which of course we will link you in the show notes. Um and the article is by Jenko Rodgers. Um and it says Google is set to introduce an Android TV streaming device in the coming months. A reimagined dongle with a new user interface, this is the part that might get you to perk up, that will put a bigger emphasis on individual movies and TV shows as opposed to apps, multiple sources with knowledge of the company's plans, told Protocol. The company will likely extend its Nest brand to the new device, according to one of those sources. So I'm envisioning a, I, Andy, you had cited uh, Roku and Amazon. I'm actually envisioning, and you correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't have an Apple TV, but I'm envisioning something a little Apple-ish in terms of content. Because I know that from what I remember of the Apple TV interface, because again, i Never see it except when I go to people's houses. Um, I remember that it is kind of content focused, but it'll be like, here's the content that you can get through Apple that is also really popular. And so I'm envisioning that this would be something like, here's the content you can get through Google that is also yeah. really popular that is available through Google. Maybe. I'm going, uh, so uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the protocol article 
uh, has they have so they have they have some sources who've who've seen it know what's going on, and they specifically made comparisons to uh, the Roku interface and, and the mm-hmm. Amazon Fire Stick interface. I'm sorry, particularly the Amazon Fire Stick interface, uh, and both of those outsell Android TV and Chromecast by a pretty huge margin. Oddly enough, the uh, Android TV and Chromecast are about neck and neck with Apple TV, I think. But Roku and <laughs> Roku and, and Fire TV are way, way ahead of both of them. And uh, they're making the comparisons to the Fire Stick is troubling for me personally because the whole thing of their interface is um, to not uh, to direct you towards content that Amazon can provide you with not necessarily to provide you with the content that you want or even the apps that you want. The, the There's always been a problem with how uh, these streaming boxes work because there is um, there is a very, very big risk that what you as a company are providing and selling is a completely invisible conduit to the Netflix app and to the Hulu app and to mm. the YouTube app. So, and as a result... Um, you're all you're doing is you're selling hardware, and because you can't really differentiate all that much, if someone buys a TV that has uh, that has the Netflix app built in, now they're not using your box at all. So you're not getting any data that you can sell about your users. Uh, and not only that, but let's double down and say that well, why are we helping people watch a movie on Hulu when we can, or rent a movie on the Google Play Store when we could be scooping that sale ourselves or scooping that rental ourselves? And so I, yeah, I, I'm perfectly happy on uh, on my Android TV boxes and on my Apple TV to I've got I let have got the YouTube icon, I've got the uh, I've I've got my uh, I've got my uh, YouTube icon, my Hulu icon, Netflix, uh, and I've got my Plex server icon because I know I know where my media is. I've got my habits laid in. I don't. The thing that annoys me the most about streaming services is when the the first top level part of the interface is let us try to sell you on something that we don't know you want Look, yet. What's new? Yeah. Look at this drama that you've never ever been interested with this yeah. actor that you are really dubious about because of the connections to Woody Allen. Uh, <laughs> but you should watch it, which I'm like, no. When have I ever like? If you're listening to me, you already know that I yeah. want nothing to do with any more Woody Allen movies going forward so please stop serving them to me yeah i'm uh, hulu uh totally changed their interface a few years ago and i'm frankly i'm still not over it because it's there's a reason why i visit when i stop subscribing yeah yeah three three out of four times maybe four out of five times it's because it's monday and i definitely want to watch bob's burgers I probably mm-hmm. also want to watch The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in a sort of a hate watching mode, maybe I'll also watch Family Guy as well. Uh, Be- yeah. Because every every time I feel inadequate as a writer, I fire up an episode of Family Guy and say, Oh no, I don't I don't suck like that. Holy cow, I I put in an effort. You can tell that I was thinking and working and I made huge, terrible mistakes as opposed to trying to always uh, hitting the word count or the page count uh, macro every three seconds to find out, am I done yet? Can I simply say the end and go, go for banana split? But I digress. It's so, but, but now it's like I have, there's so many clicks I have to do to get to Bob's burgers as opposed to the old days where, Oh, you've pinned this to the, to the homepage or, Oh, this is what you were doing last. So we're going to pin that to the top. Now I'm seeing, 
you know what? I'm probably not going to want to watch The View tonight. Um, I've said the same thing every night in a row for the past. I don't know how many years The View has been. I don't even know if The View is available on Hulu, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like a show that I have no animosity against. It is available on Hulu, by the way. It's like um, no, no matter how many times you ask me, the answer is always going to be no. There is the. It's I'm. Thank you. But could you bury bury that three levels down to the interface? So that so that's why it bumps me out. That because uh, my two uh, my two main streaming boxes are a uh, a uh, a uh, a our Android TV of two different kinds. If the user if the if there's an update that ruins my my experience on both of them, I will be bummed out. That is the first. It's like one of the first one of the last things I do at night, and it's like I go to bed because I've seen. I've seen the 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 YouTube channels I really really enjoy, or a copyrighted movie or TV show that shouldn't have been up there, but I don't know. I'll watch it before it gets taken down. And if I have to scroll past, oh look, Honey Boo Boo's mom got another reality show. No, please don't auto play. Don't. Okay, you're auto playing the trailer for it, and now, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll read a book. <laughs> um, I do think it's interesting this news uh of sorts considering last year when i went to google hq to do the android tv briefing and kind of the experience that i was walked through the experience was very centered around the assistant and i wonder if the assistant is just not really catching on because of the uh i want to say in capabilities <laughs> of Android TV. It's not a lack of capabilities because it definitely the the ability is there. It's just that when you are trying to use the assistant through the set-top box, there's absolutely no reason to choose that method versus the microphones you might already have in your house that are way faster and um, much more attuned to that sort of usage. Um I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, there's also, by the way, I kind of skimmed the article briefly because I had read this news um, originally in 9to5Google. There's also the talk that they might be changing it to Google TV again. So it'd be Google TV to Android TV and now back to Google TV. And it's just this... I know... I have said that I think people maybe take it a little, they exaggerate a little bit when we complain about Google and like its naming conventions and how it kills things. <laughs> but this is kind of like, if this is for real, it's it's a little, it's very confusing for a consumer to just do this back and forth. Or maybe it's not confusing because people just aren't, maybe the problem is that people aren't tuned into android tv and that's why like they don't even know that this is going to be a change that happens they just know that this is the program that's on this thing i bought and it just so happens to be powered by google and that's all that they know that's all they need to know well part part of it is that um uh, google is the more trusted brand oddly enough yeah there's i just i had to remind myself so i just did a quick google search as a matter of fact and uh, a (laughs) last year's study a study last year, which is consistent with other ones that I've seen, uh, rated Google as the number one trusted brand amongst Generation Z and millennials, oh, oh. Um, and number two overall. So if you, yeah, so Android people don't know. I get 
maybe people don't even know what Android is. So I, I can I can definitely see that move, but I just don't want to see them change something that I like. Also, I, I'm with you on on a voice command because I've I've never understood why that was considered a really great feature. It, and I I say without any sarcasm that it might be a generational thing. That I uh, – the commercials and the ads and the videos, it makes it sound like a wonderful feature. But I honestly never walk into my li- living room, take my jacket off, drape it over a rocking chair while saying, hey, hey Guillermo, show me um, show me movies by with Liam Neeson. Like I'm, I'm really just sitting down and clicking a button to see, well, show me things that I – that are on and I will pick what I like from this. Yeah, it's with- like here's – yeah. And even when, like, there's there are times when, like, I was on my Plex server, I was I, I wanted to see a, a specific episode of Columbo that I remembered that I've, I've been skipping over because and I couldn't remember why I was skipping over it. I still don't think, hey, Guillermo, show me that episode of Columbo in which Patrick McGowan plays a spy, which which might actually be useful if it could if it could describe movies the way that. Uh, stereotypically and my mom actually would describe movies you know that movie with that guy yeah he had this tv show he kind of looks like jack lemon but he's not jack lemon that's what i think I he want. was a fisherman that that i could use but that's what a, i want out of an assistant not yeah. like i don't want to speak the search engine i don't want to speak in yeah. that sort of taxonomy to my device that's so that that's so tedious and that's that makes me just i would rather use the remote i'd rather just use the remote and go yeah. through and i do that anyway i do the same thing with youtube tv the only time i use the voice command with youtube tv is when i'm in the kitchen and i and i know it's the latest episode of a series that i'm watching and it's on my dvr but i can't yeah. say hey show me an episode from 2 weeks ago because I need to catch up on the last three episodes. Like it's not going to let me do that. And so yeah. there's, I think the, I don't know, Google call me, call me. I have some <laughs> suggestions um, have about notes. usability. Yeah. And I, I don't think the inter the Android TV interface is the thing that is the problem in this situation. I think it's, there are things that should be leveraged that aren't. Uh, but I suppose we'll see because I'm also just speaking off of, I mean, if it's not confirmed, it's not confirmed. Okay? <laughs> so until it's confirmed, then we can really dig our heels into it. But until then, it's... The thing is, like, if this, if this thing actually runs Android, which it does, and I have, like, an Android phone, which I do, using apps that have win- widgets, which they do, like, wouldn't it be... Uh, why don't they do something really interesting, like, the start, the homepage uh, is... Not, not only like I've told you that here are the five apps that use most most often, so please put that right at the top, first order accessibility. But please put like my my calendar widget right here, and also put like my whatever my my sleep app or whatever. Just let me fill the let me put apps wherever I want to on the screen so that I do have this little bit of awareness. Like the oh actually oh it says that this uh, that this package I've been waiting for from France for two months has actually arrived. Oh great. Instead of actually, I, I will interrupt the changing out of the uh, pants and shirt into the comfortable flannel pajamas long enough that I can actually go outside and look for this this romantic parcel that you uh, that you so 
picturesquely inform me of. Anyway, it's, it's I feel it's this is something that I really dislike about most streaming content servers that services that most of their effort is based on trying to get me interested in things I have never heard of, which in a broad way is good. We all like to broaden our perspectives, but in reality, it's you're showing me things I'm not interested in when I know what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. If, I, if the if the Google Assistant could respond to show me what's on show me what's new on YouTube, and it would absolutely limit that to just like my subscriptions, and would ju- and it would only just take me to like the my subscriptions page and maybe the suggestions page, as opposed to new from YouTube Studios. Dumb, dumb Instagrammer who've got a $10 million contract for some reason thinks he's a water skier and he's playing one of the new YouTube. I don't care. You're not making. I'm not the demographic for this. Like I will never. Your algorithm should know this. I'm not, I'm, I'm happy for these people that can make a comfortable living at age 17 by just. That's Doing a little more the, than the comfortable. Okay. I see what I'm making is a comfortable living. Okay. What they're making is an absurd. I would, I would be uncomfortable. Of wages. I, yes. I would be uncomfortable with presenting myself that way. So I don't want to, I don't want to assume. <sighs> anyway, we've got, we've got time to see what happens. Yes, I, fine. <laughs> I still need to upgrade from the me box to the shield TV. Yeah. Um, uh, did we talk about the hardware? So the hardware for this particular device that should or should not be arriving any day now, whatever. So uh, supposedly, <laughs> supposedly they were going to be there's there's one one uh, theory in which they would have shown it off at Google I/O and maybe started shipping it in the summer. I think the only thing they mentioned was that's been delayed by a few months because of reasons that are obvious. Yes. Um, so apparently the device will resemble a Chromecast dongle, the one that you're all kind of used to now, but will come with a remote in the box and have its own on-screen user interface. So I guess something a little different from the Chromecast wallpaper. I'm just sort of like, crap, you know, don't, don't stop supporting Chromecast because I am so reliant on that for the ecosystem in my house. I only have one Android TV, and that's yeah. for the quote-unquote main event TV. God, this is, <laughs> oh my God, I'm speaking from such a the family <sighs> such a pedestal, pedestal of privilege right now, <laughs> but I live in the suburbs, okay, people? Um, but yeah, I only have one Android TV, and everything else is a Chromecast on, you know, a reused monitor or a, you know, small TV. <laughs> so I hope that we're not losing the the utility there um it's just good i i feel like we keep doing all these false starts with android tv yeah you know what i mean it's like we just keep like hey here's this new thing from android tv hey here's this new it's like what pick a lane and if and if you're going to restructure it if you're going to kind of like reintroduce it to the world like really do that don't just Remind me of what, you know, I could already do kind of thing. Because I, I, that doesn't sell stuff. And it doesn't, it doesn't instill, uh, it doesn't instill in me the security that I need to, like, adopt this as a platform. Yeah. But more than anything else, don't take this thing that I like and rely on and turn it into something that 
makes me regret like giving it a live connection to the internet so it automatically downloaded an irreversible update. <laughs> like the like the Shield TV, I I keep I've I keep thinking that at some point now that there's now that the Shield TV Pro is out, I don't necessarily want to replace my excuse me the mm-hmm. the, the 2019 one. Now mm-hmm. that uh, I have the 2017 or whatever the whatever the earlier version was that maybe people are going to be upgrading their older ones and putting the older ones on eBay and I can replace my Mi box with, uh, mm-hmm. with a shield TV. Uh, Cause the shield, t- the, I, my shield TV actually runs its own Plex server. So I, and, and I actually like have content on it. And there have been times where like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be hanging out with friends like a, at a cottage or whatever for three or four days. And I have simply like unplugged my, sh- my shield TV from its setup, taking the, the charge, taking the power adapter and an HDMI cable and, and put, just put it in my laptop bag at the size of this tiny little paperback book, knowing that I've got 500 gigabytes of, of my entire music library, uh, most of my DVR recordings and any movies or TV shows that I like enough that I deemed it worthy of a spot on this drive. Uh, and when I get there, it can continue to like record DVR stuff and it can continue to do stuff for me. And if they, if Google decided to, but that's way too useful. We, we, how is that helping you to re- to realize that little people, big world has a new special appearing on the discovery channel and it only costs five ninety nine to rent an HD. Like, no, it doesn't help at all. So you see, then you put your finger on the problem, Andy. No, I'd like to put my finger someplace else, but you wouldn't like where I put it. <clears throat> By the way, there is a new season of Little People, Big World, and I didn't know that they got divorced. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, a lot of stuff has been happening since I've been on this channel. You know, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't watched it since the third season, but I think we all know that where that was where that was heading. Oh, my my heavy. I was watching there, my there, 90 day fiance and my husband was like, oh, there was an ad for it. And my husband's like, oh, they got a divorce. And like <laughs> you used to watch the show because it, he, it's not usually in his realm of genres. You know what I mean? Yes. So he's more of a penny dreadful kind of person versus like reality TV. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, we all have our own little habits and that's what makes that's what makes stuff like this difficult for uh, consumers. I also just want to add something to your comment where you said, you know, oh, this is Google, like making this less useful kind of thing. I kind of also feel like this is Google making this more marketable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're not the we're not the target audience here, which kind of is maybe that's maybe that's something that we should explore further on. Just the fact that you and I, Andy, are the are becoming the outliers of the Google world. They're no longer here for you and me. They're trying to, they're going for the, they're going for the people, you know? <laughs> and, and the people don't care about Plex servers. They're like, what the heck is Plex? You, you have to. We're way too sophisticated <laughs> that really it's the scum of the earth that uh, make up most of the user base. And I think we should respect the scum of the earth perspective. I'm joking. See, I put on a funny voice to indicate that I was in fact. Yes, he's joking. totally joking. Yeah, that's. I, I just. I just don't think that that it's mutually exclusive to have um, a device or an operating system or a piece of software that is accessible to casual users, yeah. but yet has that somewhere there's that wall sconce you can pull and twist that causes a stone wall to flip around revealing stone stairs to a laboratory where you can get at the good stuff. I feel like now you're talking like an Apple user. 
Yes. I'm sorry. I thought that's what I thought of. I thought of MacBooks. <laughs> I mean, they're the they're the the primo machines for development because you know they can they can do all that on the back end. But like, they're also extremely user friendly, and that's why people are like, yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll drop twelve hundred on that thing. You know, cause, <laughs> like that's a lot of money. Um, we find anyway. that the software that developers don't even want a physical escape key or arrow keys. Oh, I or forgot a keyboard about that. that doesn't feel like garbage i i forgot about that my husband likes the keyboard which i find very interesting because he's a developer but anyway to each their own um and i feel like that is just i feel like that's the perfect encapsulation of this episode by the way it's to each their own yes exactly Uh, in quarantine exactly particularly keep each of you to your own of yourselves uh but yeah you never that's that's a Good one to good one to end on that. There, mm-hmm. you never have to explain or justify or defend liking what you like. So this this is this is what this is why there. I I like to think that I don't judge the work of my of, of my colleagues in this industry, but there are times where I I can't turn off that critical part of my brain when I see something that that's oh. You really don't get that there are people that absolutely can't afford $1,200 for a notebook. And if they do have $1,200 to spend, that's their budget to buy a work machine for themselves and a Chromebook for each of their children. Okay, that's maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they maybe these consumers of these inexpensive notebooks, quote, have no taste, unquote. Maybe they just have no money as well, you see. So. And on that note, um, Andy and I are going to go. Yes. (laughs) We're going to go. I'm going to have a fresca. (laughs) I'm going to have lunch. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. It's been great. Um, This show keeps me and Andy going during these questionable times of quarantine. Um, If you would like to become a member of our show... Not only does that super help us um, and makes us love you even more, not that we don't love those of you who are not members, but we definitely, definitely love our members. Let's let, let's put it this way. We love all of our members equally. Uh, we additionally uh, love the season of Gold Rush on the Discovery Channel that we were able to purchase because we had extra money because – of people buying memberships. That show is back. I didn't even know that was on. There are people still panning for gold. Anyway, <laughs> if you would like to support me and Andy's uh, TV habit, you can do so at relay.fm slash material. Um, and also you are supporting our family here at the Relay FM network, where we are a family of uh, wonderful hosts, um, all just here to give you podcasts to help you through this time and all other times. Um, Andy, have you got anything fun going on this week that you would like to let people know about? Uh, I did. Unfortunately, my Friday appearance on uh, Boston Public Radio has been uh, canceled because of a politician who wants to speak about something or other probably involved, quote, human lives, unquote. Yes, exactly. Uh, But you can usually catch me almost every Friday, (laughs) more more when the pandemic is is expired, uh, on uh, – listen to uh, current and past shows, WGBHnews.org. And as usual, head to Anatko on Twitter and Instagram for more stuff that I post and links to things where I've written stuff. 
Boink. Thank you, Andy. Um, and thank you for being here this week. Thank you for being here too. This was, it's always, it's <laughs> again, news from the outside world on the other coast is very, very welcome. <laughs> Um, and as for me, you can go to florenceion.com, check out to see what I'm working on, my recent work. You can read my resume because that's up there too. Um, I have a column called Ask Flow, which I write in a couple times a month. If you have any tech help that you need, um, I can offer it pro bono. I am here for you. I am here to help you. Um, also, I have some phone reviews coming up because I got some phones in. Hey. I got I got the Oppo Find X2, which I'm reviewing for all about Android, and I got the new OnePlus is in, which I'm like playing around with, and they're so pretty. Um, and you know, I just these are the things that Andy and I are doing to pass the time and <laughs> make some money. Um, so until we're back next week, we also just want to thank our editor Jim for being great and editing us and making us sound great every week. Um, and every week from here on out. So I think I think that's it. We got we got through all of it, and we're gonna let you guys go now, and have a great rest of the week. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>